Thank you, guys. You definitely usher in a time of worship, and glad glad for it. So thank you. It is my joy to be here and to worship with you this day, and uh, exciting to see new people and to actually see the FEB building up. And for the ministries that are coming forth out of it and the lives that are being changed, new members who are here and those who were here when I left. Invite us to hear the word of the Lord so we'll come to us out of the 16th number of Psalm and, oh, it's already, I love that. (laughs) Powerful. All right, let's go. Let's read together. Protect me, O God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, you are my God. I have no good apart from you. As for the holy ones in the land, they are the noble, and whom all is my delight. Those who choose another God multiply their sorrow. Their drink offerings of blood I will not pour out, or take their names upon my lips. The Lord is my chosen portion and my cup. You hold my lot. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. I have a goodly heritage. I bless the Lord who gives me counsel. And the night also my heart instructs me. I keep the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad and my soul rejoices. My body also rests secure, for you do not give me up to Sheol, or let your faithful one see the pit. You show me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. In your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And then the epistle reading. Together. Therefore, my friends, since we have confidence to enter the sanctuary, by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us, through the curtain, that is, through his flesh. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us approach with a true heart, in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience, and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering, For he who has promised is faithful. And let us consider how to provoke one another to love and good deeds, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. These texts are actually, y'all mind if I take this off? Thank you. These texts are texts from the lectionary as we're preparing for the Advent season. The Advent season is a time in which the divine would embark upon the lives of humanity, and most of us celebrate it as a time of Christ coming into the world as a babe. But you also hear texts of the end time, and that can be overwhelming, but it's still a time when 
Christ will come as the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and he will be the one to come and rescue those who have placed their hope and their trust in him. That's us, y'all. Amen. That's good news. And so he comes, and our hope is secured. We don't have to worry about whether or not we have fire insurance or not. We're family, and we get to go home to a new home, not made with the hands of man. There's a part in the sermon also that I want to focus on, and that's the awareness. When we talked about faith and race, we knew that it would give us an opportunity for new awareness, to see things from a different perspective, to hear things, to unwrap some things, unearth some things, and that can be a good thing, but it can also be a bad thing. Because you can say, woo, I didn't know that. Or woo, what am I supposed to do with that? And our call as children of God is to be aware and then to ask God, what would you have me to do? And then to walk with God in ways in which you're called to serve with a new awareness. So we started with conversations here and then with a pulpit swap. I think Thomas got uh, the raw deal, and, but that's his. <laughs> Awareness. We'd also be reminded by Albert Einstein that imagination is greater or better than knowledge. See, we can get information, but if we don't know what to do with it, it can overwhelm us. But have an imagination to think of what you can do to bless someone else. Anyone seen a turquoise table around here? Imagination, way for new encounters, new blessings that can happen. The other piece of it is knowing that we have a great ambassador, an advocate, and his name is Jesus. The text would talk in Hebrews about him being a priest, and the priest would take the sins of the world on the Day of Atonement, that high priest, and present them before God. As folks would bring turtle doves, and they would bring oxen and others for their sins, that we would learn from Hebrews that Christ offered his own blood for you and for me. He is our advocate. I love advocates. Have you ever had someone talk about you like you weren't a child of God? And somebody says, uh-uh, I know him. I know her. Back off. That's Jesus. He advocates on our behalf. Even when the enemy wanted to talk a little trash about Job, Jesus was there in the gap. And he's there for you and there for me. I want us to emulate Jesus. Who can you advocate for? And who has advocated on your behalf? It makes all the difference 
in a world that is looking for hope, looking for light in the midst of darkness. Someone just to say, no, I'm standing with her. I'm standing with him. They're part of my family. You don't get to play with them. Amen? Affirmations. That 16th number of Psalm I loved because in the middle of it, talked about, I will bless the Lord who counsels me at night. And even at night, my heart instructs me. Why? Because of the new covenant in Christ. God said, I will no longer write the laws upon tablets of stone. I would write them upon your hearts. The Lord wants relationships, not religion. Amen. The good, the bad, and the ugly. God wants it all. And God knows it all. And God can take it and redeem it in a special way. Affirmations, they come in different ways. Affirmations can happen when the circles of this church support us as we go out and affirm ministries in Chiapas or Cuba. Affirmations can happen as we would say the Apostles' Creed, the affirmation of faith to remind us of who we are and whose we are and that we are going to stand. Every now and then we have to do that because there's enough stuff happening around us to make us say, well, I don't know if I can do this any longer. I don't know if I can trust God. I, I love God, and, but when I see this happen and that happen, I, I, I question and I wonder. When you hear about an attack in Paris, your heart is, is broken, it's troubled. When you hear about fire and floods, your heart can be troubled. When you hear about unrest in community between the civilians and civil servants, it can cause some unrest. But I want us to be aware that Christ knew it was going to happen in that 13th chapter of Mark, which would have also been a lectionary gospel reading. He said that he was going to, his temple was going to be torn down, but in three days would be lifted up again. They thought he was talking about the building. He was talking about the body. You make a difference. You make a difference. And he said, when you hear about wars and rumors of wars, be aware, be alert, but don't be overcome. Amen? Talking about race, it can be a challenge, but don't be overcome. Be aware. Look for creative ways in which you can see and understand things differently. I'm blessed to have a brother-in-law who's Jewish. We have new conversations, especially with his father. As he and I, he said, now, how is it that y'all have this Jesus thing working for you? 
said, now do you really understand what shalom and peace and all that means from a Jewish perspective? Nah, I just went to seminary for, uh, for my own good. <laughs> I use a honey bun as a moment of affirmation for me. For the nurses and the, the doctors, I'm not pushing against diabetes. I'm just lifting up honey buns. <laughs> when I was little, my mom, we lived in Texas, would send us to Carolina, and I'd be there with my grandparents in the country, country part of Carolina. Jeff Foxworthy's joke might fit for some of them. Uh, we're not rednecks, but it still would fit. And there was a guy who owned a store that did not serve African-Americans, but he served my grandfather. And he gave him credit for groceries at a time when there weren't credit cards and he didn't have money. And one summer when we were there and my grandfather brought us, he said, Glenn, who are these? He said, these are my grandbabies from Texas, Texas. And he said, Glenn, if you don't mind, I'd like to give your, your, your boys a honey bun. You know, my brother and I were little, we were excited. <laughs> and said, now I'm not gonna put that on your bill. This is my gift to you for them. And we enjoyed our honey buns. And whenever I find myself challenged by human beings, not loving each other, standing up for one another, being in solidarity, I eat a honey bun. It gives me hope. Because before the law would require him to do something, these two had a relationship, and I was blessed. You see, we run for law when relationships are lacking. We're called to love the Lord our God with all our heart, our mind, our soul, and our strength, and then our neighbors as ourselves. Eat a honey bun every now and then. And brush your teeth, babies. <laughs> it floss. Last part was the t that I love was the assembly. That 10th chapter, 24, 25, telling us we get to enter into the sanctuary because of the blood, confident, having our conscience sprinkled, bodies washed, all those are Old Testament imageries of what would have happened at the temple. But it's just good to know we have been forgiven, we confess, God forgives, God cleanses, and we get to go forward. First John would say, if our hearts condemn us not, then we have confidence before God. So you get to come in the sanctuary, worship God with confidence, not in yourself, but in God who has done a glorious work through Christ. But he says it's important for us to provoke each other to love good deeds and to assemble ourselves together. Why? Because there's enough stuff out there to make you say, mm -mm. I'm not. I can't. 
I'm afraid. It's too much. And then we're called to say, no, I'm going to stay in this. Right here, right now. I love watching those movies, but right here and right now, I'm going to stand and I'm going to hope and I'm going to trust and I will believe. Moving us beyond where our fears are to where God would have us to be. And some of you may doubt, and someone said, well, doubting is opposite of faith. No, it is not. Tillich, a theologian, would remind us that doubt is a part of faith. You see, you have to have a faith to believe in a God who is doing a work, and then to say, God, I believe in you, but these things are not measuring up. Danger, Will Robinson, danger does not compute. So I'm doubting. But that's when we trust a God who is faithful. Carrie, I'm always messing up her name, Tin Boom, would say, don't, my own paraphrasing, trip out on things that you can't handle when you can have your faith in a God who is faithful. The world is unknown, things are uncontrolling, but God is faithful. Trust in the Lord. Amen? Amen. Assembling is important. We can assemble like y'all did yesterday for a day of service to do mission, for mission trips. We can assemble together. We can assemble together to support each other, to encourage each other. We can assemble together. We talk about IHN and allowing people to come to get an opportunity to go out, moving and grooving. You can assemble yourself together as names are collected as a part of this church for Christmas offering gifts for families who have needs. You can assemble yourself, or we can assemble ourselves today as we're doing in worship. May songs encourage you. May prayers encourage you. But may you also be encouraged by a handshake, a hug, or someone in the house who says you matter. And I see you, and I'm glad about it. Amen? Amen. Assembling is important. From Lion King, I learned a little something. <laughs> it wasn't a kuna matata. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right, all right. Oh. <laughs> but the lioness would gather around the flock and the lion would roar. And why is that important? Because when the lion would roar, the prey would separate from the flock where there was protection. Assemble yourselves together. Because when you isolate, you can get depressed. You can get discouraged. But you can also be an easy prey. For the enemy who wants to steal, kill, and destroy. Assemble yourself. Encourage one another. Worship together. And stay on the course. Amen? Amen. Stay on the course. I want to pray with us right quick. Thankful for extra time. Thankful for your presence. Glad to worship with you guys. I mean, it's been a joy. Let's pray.
Great and awesome God, we thank you and praise you for this wonderful day, for your wonderful people, for the ways in which you are working through this church to be a blessing to the community. Your word tells us in Jer Jeremiah 29 and 7 that we are to seek the welfare of the city. In doing so, that's where we will find our prosperity. Thank you that this church is a not only an inviting church, but a welcoming church. Thankful for all that's happening in the FEB building and throughout the others. Bless us, God, when we're aware of things that are happening. Please help us not to get apathetic, but ever stay open to you. Thank you for Jesus advocating for us. Enable us to advocate for others. We do thank you for moments of affirmation when we can say right here and right now, I belong to God, and there is nothing that no one else can do about it. We are yours, and nothing can separate us from your love, God. And I thank you for us assembling together. When we find out again, again and again, that we're one body with one faith, one baptism, and serving one Lord, we're family. And we thank you for making that possible. Through Christ the Lord we pray. Amen.